using recreational marijuana is associated with a higher risk of going to the ER, to the emergency room. This according to a brand new Canadian study out of the University of Toronto. And for more on this, here is cannabis expert Mitchell Osak, CEO of Quanta Consulting, joins us. Mitchell, good afternoon. Good day, Jeff. All right, give us your take on this study just released. They say when compared with people who did not use cannabis or marijuana, they were 22% more likely users were to visit an emergency department or be hospitalized. As a matter of fact, the head of the study goes on to say that our study demonstrates that the use of this substance is associated with serious negative outcomes. Uh, What's your take after looking at this? Okay, Jeff. So um, first of all, I take the study very seriously. Second of all, I think from a public health and a personal health perspective, these are really important topics to bring up and um, to explore deeper. Having said all of that, I think there are a lot of flaws with the study, and I think they are relatively incomplete from a public health and a medical health perspective. Okay, well, let's go over a few of those uh, of your concerns, because this seems to be a a fairly thorough study, right? Over 30,000 residents here in the province of Ontario uh, examined uh, between the ages of 12 and 65 over a six-year period. So it seems like a a fairly good sample uh, size and uh, time frame. Yes, but also no, with all due respect. So let's go through it for a sec. The study goes back six years. We've we've had a legal cannabis framework in Canada for only three and a half years. So it makes you wonder for many of these uh, participants whether they were consuming illegal cannabis and what was in that illegal cannabis when they were consuming it. In in the legal world, you're not allowed to have pesticides, fentanyl, and so on and so forth. And those are all designed to improve public health and, and make safe and accessible cannabis available to all Ontarians. Here, you have a lot of people who probably consumed um, illegal cannabis, which is not available anymore, other than the black market. And number two, if you look at the age group here, you have a lot of underagers, children 12 years old, and you know up to adulthood. You are not allowed in Ontario to consume legal cannabis under the age of 19. And um, so as far as I'm concerned, yeah, anything, um, where you have um, underage use, habitual use, which is what this is involved with, you know, is not going to be good for you. All right. I think it's important to note as well, though, that this study, uh, Mitchell, uh, did not uh, factor in illicit drug use, alcohol use, tobacco smoking. Uh, It was pretty thorough in terms of just looking at those that were uh, cannabis smokers or users. And they say that uh, physical bodily injury was the leading cause of emergency department uh, visits. But do we know how that compares to some of these other things I just mentioned, in particular, alcohol consumption in ER visits? Well, you know, great question. Um, It's linked to things like, you know, physical, you know, accidents and so on. What we don't know um, is whether the cannabis caused that bodily harm, and that's why someone would go to the emergency room. You can have cannabis in your system, you know, many days after you consumed it, and you go out and play hockey, you end up getting an injury, you show up in the emergency room, and through uh, self-reporting, you would show up as a cannabis user. But clearly, it was hockey that caused your injury, and not the cannabis cannabis use. So we really don't know, you know, um, cause and effect. And as, as you probably know in statistics, correlation of two different variables does not equal causation. 
All right. So having said all of that, uh, what is the study, do you think, what does it mean for the uh, still, I think, emerging cannabis industry uh, here in this country, if anything? Um, it has a lot of implications, and, and I'll say those are all going to be positive implications for our health. Number one, um, the government has to move as quickly as possible to eradicate the illicit cannabis economy and move people towards cannabis, you know, quality, safe cannabis that you get through a regulated uh, store or online through, say, the OCS. That's number one major takeaway for me. Number two is we obviously have to, from a public health perspective, continue to study this to make sure underage or at-risk groups are encouraged not to consume cannabis if it ends up not being good for them. And, and I think everybody in the industry would acknowledge and endorse that. All right. Could you see or foresee out of this study a, a day where we would have warning labels on marijuana, on cannabis, similar to what we have uh, seen on uh, cigarettes, cigarette packages? And obviously that's been in the news once again the last couple of weeks with a move by Health Canada to put individual warnings on individual uh, cigarettes. Uh, do you think we're working our way towards that uh, at all, Mitchell? Um, cannabis packaging right now is already highly restrictive in, in so many ways. Um, and that there is nothing on that packaging that encourages consumption, let alone habitual or chronic consumption, which I think are a lot of the, the cases here. I believe personally that we would have to see more studies before um, I would encourage the government to put even additional warnings on the product. Getting back to the point you made about a minute ago, if you compare the number of emergency room visits and other ailments that come out of cannabis, you'll find that it pales in comparison to the effects of alcohol, not only on someone's personal health in terms of cirrhosis and heart disease and all of that, but also in terms on the impact on our healthcare system, as well as on, you know, our families and, and other unfortunate people who become the, uh, the unfortunate byproducts of, say, drinking and driving. All right. Uh, Mitchell, really appreciate the time and your insight as always. Thanks so much uh, for joining us uh, here this afternoon, and we will talk again. Be well, Jeff. Thank you. You as well. Cannabis, cannabis expert Mitchell Osak, CEO of uh, Quanta Consulting with us, commenting on this uh, new survey just uh, released yesterday, this new study, sorry, from the University of Toronto, which says, uh, indeed, uh, cannabis uh, use, uh, weed users, nearly 25% more likely to uh, need emergency care and hospitalization. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.